Hello and welcome to Lazada Insider, featuring knowledge that makes a difference. We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives, and exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve. Hi, I'm your host Katrina, and welcome to Lazada Insider. Don't forget to follow this channel for exclusive insights every week. COVID-19 has changed consumer priorities in many ways, and one of those is shifting towards healthier choices, whether it's lifestyle, it's food, supplements, and let's not forget about mental well-being as well. And this actually creates a very unique opportunity for businesses, and that is a topic we're going to delve into today. We have expert guest Philip joining us today from Cadence International. Philip is a research professional with 15 years of experience, having worked across Europe and Asia. Currently, he's the global head of research and strategy and heads up the regional Asian hub for Cadence. Hi, Philip. It's great to have you on Lazada Insider. Hi, thanks for having me. Great. Before we delve into the discussion on health and wellness industry, let us know more about what your position entails as the global head of research and strategy and also managing director of Cadence Singapore. Yeah, so that sort of dual role um, allows me to sort of be based here in, in Singapore. Um, I used to be uh, from the UK, but I've been here now for 10 years. Um, so I, I work with a lot of kind of global clients. I work with a lot of clients that are looking to kind of expand into APAC. Um, and we're here to really try to facilitate that sort of on the ground consulting here in Singapore and working with our partners in our in all of our offices that we have across Southeast Asia. Um, and then globally, I try and kind of draw together more of the kind of key insights and trends and just like great ways of working uh, across our other offices um, over kind of the US and UK as well. So really trying to tie everything together um, and really champion uh, the work that market research can do. Yeah, that certainly gives you a unique perspective, um, given the dual roles that you have. So let's delve into today's topic. Um, let's start with understanding the health and wellness industry a little bit better. Well, this industry actually covers a wide spectrum. So broadly speaking, what are the key categories falling under this industry? Well, I think kind of, firstly, it, it, that is quite a broad term um, in terms of like health and wellness in general, I think. And uh, McKinsey has done a study recently that talks about this kind of overall wellness market being sort of a $1.5 trillion market and growing 5-10% every year. And I think what we found is that the pandemic has really put a spotlight on all of this. Um, if you were going to break it down into like little individual components, I think you've seen a big shift in terms of fitness. Uh, a lot of at-home stuff, like the classic Peloton out of the US and things like that, the kind of at-home cycle, the Les Mills of the world really pushing kind of at-home fitness. I think you see a lot of kind of um, uh, work in and around that to do wearables, technology. There's a lot changing in terms of sleep. Nutrition is being looked at in a different way. Um, I think, crucially, appearance as well you know like here we are kind of on a zoom call a uh, sort of video conference facility so kind of like people are more mindful about certain elements you know you can see yourself much more in kind of your everyday working lives now and i think that's put a bigger spotlight on appearance and probably the final thing is is mindfulness um in terms of mental well-being and how working from home risk uncertainty and things like this all come together so as an overall kind of bucket that health and wellness really does encapsulate a lot of different different elements. 
Excellent. Well, being healthy is not really a new trend per se, but this pandemic has certainly reshaped consumers' attitude towards it. And a lot of people also view it through a more, I would say, sophisticated lens. So in your view, how has COVID-19 impacted consumers' attitude on health and wellness and therefore how they behave differently? Yeah, I think you're right. It's not necessarily new news, but I think it's it's put a spotlight on it. Um, Cadence, we've done our own research recently, the sort of beginning of the year, um, and we found that 78% of people across Asia have increased efforts uh, on their own health and their own well-being. Um, they're changing their diets. They are a lot more aware and conscious about where the food comes from. And they're a lot more conscious about what they can actively do in a day-to-day setting. And I think being at home, working from home, it puts a greater emphasis on needing to stand up, needing to get out, needing to do something different um, in order to make sure that you can keep your, keep your body going. And, and, and I think kind of the pandemic really has shifted that and, 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 and emphasized the importance. Yeah. Tell us a bit more. Uh, what are the other big shifts to watch in this space? I, I think kind of it, some of it's by market. I think that um, certain markets, uh, Philippines, Indonesia, Thailand, Vietnam, have probably shifted even more so. Um, I think countries like Singapore, there's always been a sense of kind of group exercise and kind of a, a lot of runs are held in Singapore. It's more of a kind of a social activity as much as anything else. But but those markets I just mentioned, perhaps weather-wise, perhaps kind of ability to get out into the streets and do things, finding that space is much harder. And so what it's done is it's focused a lot more on the digital side of things, how technology is now allowing people to do more at home and so it's more of a social connection more of a digital connection and creating a social community that is facilitating the i guess kind of the the, always the competitiveness the the sort of the sharing the mindfulness um, about kind of people's fitness yeah great and that's a very sort of spot on differences that you mentioned about you know different countries um, and I would say that these changes are certainly driving exciting trends in this industry. Um, in your opinion, what are the top three trends that businesses in Southeast Asia need to watch out for? And more importantly, how can business respond to them and seize the opportunities? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I think I've, I, I'll sort of try and touch upon some of those different categories that we talked about before and, and maybe food and beverage being one and kind of the sort of ingredients. I think what we're seeing is that um, there is a greater awareness about where my food is coming from. Um, So we have kind of the provenance, sort of the location where it's grown and and how it gets to my plate. Um, And certain markets will do quite well out of this pandemic, if you can say that. Somewhere like New Zealand, who the government has been seen to deal with the pandemic well. Um, Food safety is an element that they can really uh, benefit from. You think of New Zealand, you think of the rolling hills, you think of the uh, sort of the, the valleys and the beautiful scenery, and therefore any ingredients coming from New Zealand, there's a lot of confidence there. On, on sort of more of a localized level, there are companies that are taking advantage of that. There's a company here in, in Singapore called Sustainer who grow kale and, and other kind of like vegetables in vertical urban gardens. And they're expanding quite well into Malaysia and, and Hong Kong because they're able to kind of to, to show very clearly fresh food and, 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 and produce grown very close, low, low air miles, and kind of you can really manage that supply chain. So kind of where the food is coming from, I think, is, is a key thing. 
And the second thing is um, in workplaces and thinking about kind of like mental well-being. But we've done a study recently with um, with Bloomberg, actually, that looks um, to ensure that kind of 66 percent, just checking my notes, 66 percent of companies um, are engaging external vendors to help with and provide advice on kind of healthcare and, and well-being. Um, at the beginning of this year, up from 55% at the back of last year. So even though maybe the, the sort of the bulk of the pandemic has been dealt with, it's an ongoing, everlasting issue. And, and workplaces are really taking advantage of that. And probably then the third thing is is the use of technology. Um, me as an individual, I can have more control over what I'm doing. I can track my own habits a lot more. Um, and I can see very clearly kind of what I'm eating and what I'm doing. And, and it reminds me to go and, and to manage my own health. It's kind of health on my terms, um, which is something that perhaps has never been as accessible um, as it is today. Yeah, with all these exciting trends that are coming into in this industry, this industry is also growing very rapidly. And with that rapid growth also comes competition. So um, there is definitely that um, need for business to stand out from the crowded marketplace in this industry. So let's talk about strategies to stand out from the crowd. Uh, what would be your advices to the business on this? Well, I might be slightly biased, but I would say market research is, is, is a key part of being able to ensure that you know what's going on. Um, I think being aware of consumer trends not just in your own industry, but quite across other industries, spotting the fact that wearable technology is increasing so much more. What can I do as a brand owner? How can I utilize that technology? How can I utilize um, uh, the ability to uh, to influence individuals on a kind of a very personal, hyper-personalized point of view? I think the other thing is ensuring that um, there is a, a strong uh, innovation pipeline. I think... You know, we work with some some food and beverage companies who are looking at not just now, but they're looking at two, three, four years down the line of uh, being able to uh, utilize their products to stay relevant in the market and make sure that they're able to produce the types of food and beverages that will stay um, uh, attractive and, uh, and appealing to to the consumers as, as they constantly shift their behaviors and constantly shift their their mindsets about what's important right now. Excellent sharing, Philip. Um, you share about the key trends in health and wellness industry and even more interesting and important how businesses can seize these substantial opportunities to generate competitive edge. And that actually brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you very much, Philip. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. This is Lizad Insider. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, take care. La, da, da.